you've probably noticed some of Milwaukee's busiest streets are changing. The city is installing traffic calming measures like big concrete bump outs along corners or protected bike lanes. These projects aim to make drivers slow down and be more aware of their surroundings, hopefully resulting in fewer accidents and injuries for everyone using the roads. But have they worked? According to some initial data, the answer is yes. Jeremy Janine of Urban Milwaukee wrote all about Milwaukee's traffic calming efforts, its successes, and its growing pains. He joins Lake Effect's Audrey Nowakowski to share more. Just recently, Milwaukee was ranked in the top 20 cities with the worst drivers, a list we are not proud to be on. And obviously, reckless driving has been a serious issue for years now. So when was it exactly that the city started to implement and build these traffic calming measures? I think if you wanted to look for a date, the fall 2018, the city approved this complete streets plan. And there was this idea that we should design our streets for all users, not just drivers. It should be bus riders, bikers, pedestrians, people of all abilities, too. So not Lance Armstrong, but also my daughter who's out there on a bike and your grandma crossing the street to get to the grocery store, that the design should protect and encourage all people to use our streets in all ways. So can you explain like what these projects are and what their goal is, what they look like? You mentioned bike lanes are one aspect of it. What other visual cues are people noticing? Yeah, the, the key thing with all traffic calming and thinking about complete streets is speed. We know that your injury risk grows and your death risk grows exponentially as speed increases. So if you can reduce someone's speed from 40 to 35 miles per hour, you can do a lot to save their life in the case of an accident or a collision, which are going to happen. Uh, So the idea is let's do things to the street to encourage people to go a little bit slower. Uh, One of the major things people are seeing in Milwaukee is these concrete bump outs, which is this little island in the parking lane. And if you think about the open road, the open road in a TV commercial encourages you to go fast. Well, you go slow when there's kind of stuff next to you. When you're on the freeway and that uh, barrier is right next to you, you're slowing down. So kind of putting those in to encourage you to slow down. There's also the idea of moving, swapping the bike lane and the the parking lane so that the biking is protected by the parked cars. There's this barrier there. Um, It, again, narrows the driving field of vision, um, but also creates a physical barrier for bikers. So one common thing in these calming efforts is they are along some of the busiest streets, um, whether data of speeding or accidents support that. That's where we're seeing these efforts start first. So about how many traffic calming projects are on Milwaukee streets right now? There was a proposal to build 50 last year. This year, it's 45. But some of those uh, one item on that list can be 20 different projects near schools. So there's dozens and dozens of changes happening. Some are small, like, okay, in front of this school near Humboldt Park, we're just going to put this raised crosswalk in. Uh, but near the Midtown Center Shopping Center, we're going to do a million dollars of improvements on Capitol Drive. Gotcha. So speaking of Humboldt Park, some of these projects along busier roadways have a two-phase road diet as well with extra measures added, like here's the initial step of, say, the bike lanes and other things. And the next step is the, the concrete bump outs you talked about. So can you explain kind of the phases that Humboldt Park, the, the roadways along there had, for example? Sure. One thing to understand about Milwaukee is Milwaukee went through this great effort to widen its streets, and then it built a freeway system. So we have a lot of streets that are admittedly too wide by any standard, Oklahoma Avenue being one of those. The idea was simply use paint in 2020 to narrow the street, take four lanes in each direction, make it one lane in each direction with a center turn lane. There was some data that, that worked a little bit, uh, but then the concrete came later funded by a federal project. 
And initial data is showing that these projects are working, right? Yeah, the tremendous results have been seen both on Oklahoma Avenue and uh, Lapham Boulevard near historic Mitchell Street. If your goal is to save lives, they show that the data is likely to do that in any collision. So let's talk about the one along Mitchell Street neighborhood. This section of traffic calming was a bit controversial. Why was that? Yeah, it was rolled out near South Division High School and another elementary school. And the city just rolled it out. And there was a lot of confusion on, hey, where do I park now? This is an example of a project where the bike lane and the parking lane were swapped. So it's a bit unnatural, especially if you're the first person on the block to park because you're Usually the concrete curb has been this cue. I park right up next, next next to that. I want to get as close as I can. Well, now all of a sudden you got to look for the plastic bollards, the kind of the dividers to park away from the curb so that the bikers can go on the passenger side of the car instead of the driver's side of the car. When you think about pickup drop-off near schools, that was a huge communication issue and a hurdle. And so the city quickly looked at the data, 69% reduction in speeding in that area. Uh, the median speed went down by five miles per hour to actually below the speed limit. So an incredible safety improvement, uh, but the city openly admits that it needs to do a better job communicating how you use it. So with this data, let's talk about how it's actually collected. How are they measuring like this significant speed reduction? It's a fairly, for me as an outsider, I can say it's a fairly simple machine. I'm sure an engineer would disagree, but it's a little tube that's placed on the road and you just leave it there in a targeted window. And there's there's very key strategic decisions you need to do there. You need to get the data before you make any changes. You need to get the data after, obviously, but you need to make sure you're studying it in the same windows. I think the city said they like to do a Tuesday through Thursday, kind of 48-hour, 72-hour review. And they now have that data in select cases and are trying to build more of it to understand, hey, is this working or we need to go further or, uh uh-oh, we went too far. Yeah, so for the the two-phase projects, for example, is that, you know, seeing like, hey, this data is okay, but it could be better? Yeah, we didn't get great data from the city on what happened just after they did paint on Oklahoma Avenue, but they did get great before data. So you can really see near Humboldt Park, lots of pedestrians crossing into the park. That speeds went way down when both phases were implemented. As you mentioned, you spoke with the city, specifically city engineer Kevin Muse, and he says that the main focus and outcome of these projects is, of course, reducing speed. You mentioned speed is a big factor of someone's physical outcome should an accident happen. Obviously, we don't want them to, but what other key parts of this effort helps reduce speed? Yeah, so I mean, the big thing is designing streets in a way that encourages you to go a little bit slower. They don't mean stopping all the time, but just when you're driving, I don't want you going 15 miles per hour over. I want you driving the speed limit. It's kind of the goal of the traffic engineer now. And so looking at ways that can kind of make you feel, I guess, cozy, for lack of a better term, not this wide open road, but hey, I'm driving down this nice narrow street. Uh, I can still be flowing through green lights if I'm going the right speed, Uh, but that I'm being cautious and that gives the driver more opportunity to see people that are coming. And if yes, if there is that collision, that it's not a terrible outcome for everyone. Bottom line, like make us focus more when we're on the road. Yeah. So this is a newer effort for Milwaukee. You mentioned one growing pain for South Division High School. What other kind of growing pains did they learn from that is going to hopefully help them implement new projects better down the road or just change the way they go about it? Well, simply maintaining this infrastructure is going to be a challenge, and we've gone through our first major snow season now with it. When we look at the concrete bump outs, there was a little gap designed between the curb and the bump out. So, like, why not just connect this? Well, they weren't connected so the drainage could occur, but you also got to consider our snow plows hitting this stuff. 
one of the learning curves for the city, Kevin Muse has admitted this in public meetings, is there's still reckless drivers out there that are hitting these poles that are on these concrete bump outs, and the city is spending more to replace those poles than it thought. So is there a point in which, you know, the city would say it's gone too far? I mean, it's an adjustment for drivers regardless, but I imagine feedback is mixed and some people really don't like it. Others are fine with it. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a change of your pace, of your driving, of people's commutes. Well, the, the city has explicitly endorsed a goal of Vision Zero, an international campaign to have zero traffic deaths. Unfortunately, Wisconsin had a record number in 2022 that came down 18% in 2023. But what seems like a big drop is still a very elevated number. And Milwaukee County as a whole still leads the way. Um, And Vision Zero is not just pedestrian deaths. It's people dying in collisions. Speed is an issue not just for a car hitting a pedestrian, but a car hitting another car. So any way that you can improve safety, I think there's uh, a thing that needs to be understood about reckless driving is it's not just someone stealing a Kia and driving at insane speeds. It's the mother that's speeding to get their kid to class. It's the journalist like me that's rushing to get to a meeting that's going just a little bit too fast. Uh, We're all guilty of reckless driving at some point, and we all could use visual cues and street design that encourages us to drive slow. So there's these plans that they implement, but what's the process like for public feedback? Have they gotten a lot from residents? Well, certainly with the Lapham Boulevard project, there's plenty of feedback right now. I mean, one of the key things to understand about public works is we talk about this effort started in 2018. Well, some of the projects that were on the drawing board then are now finally getting to construction. National Avenue is due to be reconstructed in a couple of years. There's a public meeting process right now for Sherman Boulevard. Uh, that these projects take years and often involve several public meetings about the potential street redesigns. So given that longer timeline and the the things that need to happen in order to plan and execute these, how many more projects are in the works for Milwaukee? There's 45 this year. I would expect that rate to continue for the next couple of years. One of the key things the city did with its influx of uh, pandemic aid through the American Rescue Plan Act was spend it on traffic calming improvements. That money is going to run out by the end of 2026. Uh, The city has found other sources, uh, tax incremental financing districts, which are, if you think about what projects those might be, like the new Northwestern Mutual Tower downtown, the increased property tax revenue from that could pay for street improvements nearby, but you only have so many of those projects. The city also gets state and federal aid to rebuild roads. You only get so many of those projects. So this pandemic aid allowed a surge in funding, uh, but that's going to unfortunately slow down in the next couple of years. So with the limitations of funding and how much you get year to year, do you think it's still going to try and be as much of a a priority for the city as they can make it? I I think so. I think just that key thing with Public Works is understanding that you're not going to rebuild every single road every single year. It's going to take a long time to rebuild Milwaukee's network of streets. Well, and as this continues, we'll get more data, and I'm sure you'll help us understand what's working and what's not working. So, Jeremy, thanks for coming in and sharing more. Thanks for having me. Jeremy Janine is the president and co-founder of Urban Milwaukee. He spoke with Lake Effect's Audrey Nowakowski. You can find a link to his article on Milwaukee's traffic calming efforts at wuwm.com.